You're listening to Love Starts Here, a podcast for smart, successful women who are ready to finally have the love they want and deserve. Whether your relationship status is single, dating, or it's complicated, this podcast is exactly what you need to take your love and life to the next level. And now, here's your host, certified love and life coach, Melissa Snow. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Love Starts Here podcast. I am Melissa Snow. I'm a dating and relationship coach for single women, and I am your host. I don't know why every single time I push record, my dog starts barking. (laughs) This is like the fifth time in a row I've tried to record this introduction. And every time I think she's done, I hit record, and there she is again. This is real life, ladies and gentlemen. Anywho, before we dive into today's episode, I just want to remind you about the virtual book club for badass single women. We are starting a new book in a couple of weeks, and we would love to have you join us. The group voted on I Love Me More by Jenna Banks, which is all about self-love and how that impacts every area of your life. Jenna is a dear friend of mine. I've been on her podcast. She's going to be on my podcast. Her book is amazing, and I'm super excited to dive into it with these women. So I would love to have you join us. I will put the link in the show notes, even if you think that you're too busy to read the book, but you want to just attend the discussions every other week meet some awesome women, talk about some things. You totally don't have to read the book in order to participate in the book club. (laughs) This is what happens when you are a busy, successful, ambitious, badass, single woman. Sometimes you don't have time to read the book, but I don't want you to miss out. So click on the link in the show notes, join the group, and we will see you over there. Okay, so today I have a very special interview for you. This is Jen Lebo. She is a life coach and body image coach for women. She is one of my very best friends, and she is amazing at what she does. When I first met her, I was like, body image, what? I don't, that's not a thing. I don't know. I don't care. But the more I talked to her about it and the more I learned about body image and how it impacts every single area of your life, the more fascinating it became to me. So I'm so excited that I was finally able to get her on the podcast to share all of her juicy wisdom with you guys about body image and how it impacts every area of your life, including your dating and relationships. So without further ado, here is my interview with life and body image coach, Jen Lebo. Hi, Jen. Welcome to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Me too. I have wanted you on the podcast for a long time only because you're my BFF and you're also like the best in the biz when it comes to body image, which I think is such an important topic that I'm super excited for you to share with all the ladies today. Thank you. Before we get started, just tell us a little bit about you and what you do as a life and body image coach for women. Awesome. So I work with women who tend to struggle with their body image and the idea that they will be good enough after they fill in the blank. And that looks different for different women. So I do tend to talk more about um, helping women build their body image so that they can reach body goals. It's not about weight loss. It's for some women, it's about better sleep. It's about getting off medication. It's about ending joint pain. It's about better sex. It's about better relationships. It's about anything. So yeah, that's what I do. That's awesome. So 
for people who aren't familiar with the concept of body image or people who might be listening to this podcast thinking like, I don't know if I have an issue with body image, how would they know? I love that question. I sort of see body image as one slice in the pie of your self image and your self image is simply the thoughts that you think about yourself. So if you see that as a pie for every person, every woman, it's going to look different. But for me, I might have thoughts about my body. I might have thoughts about my work. I might have thoughts about the relationships I have about money. um, And that makes up my pie. So her body image, a woman's body image is one part of her life, but it is specifically the thoughts and the beliefs and the words she has about her body. Okay. So I might have an issue with body image. If like, I'm the person who's walking by a mirror or even a window and I see myself and I'm like, Ew, gross. Or like, I don't want to take my clothes off unless it's totally dark to have sex with my husband. Are are those the kinds of things you're talking about? Yes. Yes. I do think those are like the main things, like the surface things, the, the things that most women will go. Yep. That's what I do. Walking into the bathroom in the morning, catching a glimpse. And maybe it's not even a nasty word. It's just the eye roll and the thought refusing to look at yourself when you get out of the shower, the negative thoughts and beliefs that we have about ourselves and particularly our bodies. So how do those negative thoughts that we have about ourselves, where do they come from? Ooh, that's a good question. I would say, this is what I'm going to get on my soapbox. For some of us, they come from the stories we grew up with. We grow up with what I call um, the legacy of enoughness or the legacy of not enoughness. I personally grew up with a mother who told me I was beautiful, but constantly put herself down and her Mm. beauty down. So she would try to break the cycle with me. I don't know that she knew she was doing that, but I was watching her because we watch and we mimic much more than we listen. I think that's one of the areas, right? So our inner circle as we're growing up and and, um, becoming women, it's the women in particular in our spheres of influence that tend to have the most impact on what we tend to believe about our bodies. But also there is a huge outside force called diet culture, um, social media, regular media. Um, There are so many external voices that a woman hears without even realizing she's hearing it on a daily, daily, daily basis that are constantly feeding into her identity that thinner is better. Um, I was just having this conversation with a client a few hours ago that it's not even the idea that thin is better. It's often that thinner is better, right? So that you never quite get there. Even when you get to a place that some people would call thin, you must be thinner. And for other people, it's other things. Younger is better, um, stronger, like we all have body types. We just, we, and, and those body ideals change decade to decade, but there's always just this idea that our worth is somehow wrapped up in our bodies. And so women are taught from an early age and from lots of different sources that in order to find their worth, they need to fix their bodies. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting that concept you bring up of enoughness and 
being thinner or richer or more successful or whatever it is, that immeasurable goal that is impossible to reach. Because I talk to my clients about this a lot too. Like enough doesn't actually exist. (laughs) There's no finish line where you get there and you're like, okay, now I'm enough. Now I'm rich enough. Now I'm successful enough. Now I'm thin enough. Now I'm pretty enough, right? Like it's just this never ending finish line that the closer you get, the further it moves away. And so Mm -hmm. we get stuck in this cycle, really that not enough cycle that is impossible to get out of without completely changing that mindset because you're never going to actually reach the finish line. Yes, that is exactly the point. And I think that's why most women come at their bodies or their, their body journeys from a place of, if I change my body, then I'll be good enough right? Knowing that we're not knowing that they can never reach enough, right? That you're, it's, it's so true. There is no finish line there. The work that I do with women is to flip the message or rather put into our journey, the one step that they are missing. Most women tend to skip the body image work and jump right into the body work. So what that looks like is thinner is beautiful. Younger is beautiful. Fill in the blank is good enough. Therefore, if I change my body to create that, then I will think this about my body. And then other people will think this about my body. And the work that I do is to add the first component which is body image work. Because basically, if a woman wants to create any kind of change to her body, she must start with her body image. I say that very tenderly because it's almost like a bait and switch. Because when a woman does the work on her body image and the beliefs that she has about her body, the changes she wants to make to her body shift. It's no longer about, I want to lose the weight so I am acceptable. I want to look this way. So I feel beautiful to other people. Her body image influences the changes she wants to make to her body. And suddenly those changes are on her terms. She takes back all her power because a woman with a strong body image is a woman with power. And that shows up everywhere. Yeah. I think that's interesting too. When you look at shows, like when you're talking, I keep thinking back to the biggest loser, which isn't on anymore, but how many of those people lost all of that weight and then gained it all back afterwards. And it reminds me of this concept that I talk to my clients a lot about too, in terms of you can take the same action from very different places and have a very different experience and get very different results, right? Like losing weight from a place of self-love and a place of believing that you are enough and you are worthy is going to be a very different experience that yields very different results as opposed to losing weight from a place of shame and fear and feeling bad about yourself and feeling like you're not enough. And I think that's what happened on that show a lot is those people, their motivation was win the money, don't embarrass yourself on TV Don't be a disgrace to yourself and your family, right? Like that's what pushed them to lose the weight. I don't actually know this because I don't actually know any of them. This is just my made up story about them. And then they gained the weight back because they never shifted that mindset piece that you're talking about. They still never got to a place where they were like, regardless of what my body looks like, 
I'm enough and I'm worthy. Yes. This is such a good point. It's the idea of cognitive dissonance, which is basically your mind and your actions being in conflict, right? So that's the idea of taking action from the wrong mindset. So if you have a mindset, if you have a belief about your body that you are overweight, you're not beautiful, you're not good enough, and you come from a place of shame and disappointment in yourself, and you strive to take action to make change, but you haven't done the work to change what you think about yourself and your body. When you make that change, you are creating cognitive dissonance. Your body, your actions are no longer aligned with what you think about yourself. And when that happens, like it's impossible to move forward in that state. So one of two things has to happen. Either your mind changes to align with your body, your actions, or your actions have to realign to readjust with what your mind says. And guess what always happens? Your actions realign to readjust with the way your mind thinks about yourself. That is why we always self-sabotage. It's because we go out to take action and our mind says, oh, no, 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 wait. We're shameful. We're a disappointment. We're overweight. We're lazy. We're not good enough. You need to come back here. Those actions of going out, moving your body and sleeping better and doing all those good things, that doesn't align with who we think we are. Come back to the couch and our minds will always win. So the only way to change that is to change the mind. That's so good. And that reminds me of the conversations that I have with my clients about dating and how we can go out and find different men that are different than the ones that we've dated in the past that are more like the ones we want to be with in the future. The men who want the kind of relationship that we want to have. But if you haven't done the work on yourself first, at some point, you're not going to know what to do with that, right? Like that's when my clients come back to me and say, he's too boring. He's too nice, right? Like there's really no such thing as a man who's too nice. (laughs) What there is, is you find a nice man and all of these parts of your brain are like, what are you doing with a nice Mm -hmm. man? You don't deserve a nice man. That is who we are. Yes. 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 And so when you have these stories of, I always choose the wrong men. I always make bad decisions. I attract emotionally unavailable men. I'm not good at relationships, right? The more you tell yourself those stories and the I hate my body stories, the more you're going to continue to attract exactly what you've been attracting. Yes. It's the idea. Like when we talk about self-sabotage and the idea of our minds and our bodies, our actions not aligning, and that's why we self-sabotage. I would bet that women in every facet of life would say, oh my gosh, I know what that is. I always self-sabotage my fill in the blank. I always self-sabotage my diets. I always self-sabotage my fitness plan. I always self-sabotage my dating relationships, You know, my goals, my dreams, what have you. When your mind is in a place of, I'm not good enough. And you try to take action to change your mind, it's never going to work. Okay. So tell me how body image relates to dating. Cause this is that's, what we want to know. That's where, <laughs> Let's get to the point here. Yeah, that's exactly where my brain was going before. So the idea, right? Why is it so important for women to accept their bodies? And I won't say love their bodies. Perhaps we could talk about that in a moment. I am not a believer enforcing body positivity, but I am a huge proponent. And I do coach my clients on taking control, having power over your body image. 
having power over the thoughts you think. This creates a ripple effect. When you gain control over the thoughts you think about your body and you realize that you have the power to choose any thoughts about your body and take action from that place and create results and see wins and build success, your brain starts to say, huh, I can do that anywhere, right? So it's this idea of a ripple effect. And there typically is an area of of a person's life where they do that work, right? There's gotta be one area of every person's life where they say, yeah, I'm really good at this. Mm -hmm. And they have a strong self-image and they take action from that place. So the idea of building a a strong body image is twofold. I think when it comes to the women that you work with who are looking to find love, who are looking to create, build, and sustain a relationship that makes them happy. Number one, when you do the work in one area, it ripples out into other areas. You learn to practice this in, in all the areas of your life. But number two, when you decide that you have control over your body image, that you get to decide what you think about your body, the beauty, the worthiness. You don't accept anything different from anyone else. And that is powerful. You are no longer looking for outside sources to validate your worth. When you do the work on your own body image and your own self image, you make the rules. And if he does not align with those rules, you will know right away. I think it sorts the cream from the crop. Yeah. Allows them to to be much more selective. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. And it sounds like really what you're saying is that working on the body image is going to impact every smaller aspect of dating and relationships, whether it's being able to set boundaries with what you're comfortable with in the bedroom and what you're not comfortable with, right? Whether or not you are willing to have sex on the first date, things like that, being able to stand up for yourself and feel confident in that because you don't have this voice in the back of your head. That's like, Oh, he might not like you. Oh, he might realize Mm -hmm. that you're not worthy. He might realize that you're not enough. Even things like being able to communicate your wants and needs, being able to say, yes, he's interested in me, but I don't think he's what I'm looking for or being able to say he's great, but I think there's something better out there for me. Like all of that gets impacted by how you think about yourself, right? Yes. And I think the way you just said it is exactly the point. You said that she will look at a, at a partner someone she's dating and say, oh, he might realize that I'm not good enough. And when you do the work on your body image, when you build a strong body image, self image, that thought no longer shows up because he's not there to realize anything. If he thinks you're not worthy, he's no longer aligned with your way of thinking. Um, So there is no more, maybe he'll realize I'm not good enough because you have decided and you have realized that you are. Right. And he can think whatever he wants. And it's not going to crush you. It's really not even going to impact you because you already are secure in what you know is true about yourself and your body. Yes. I love that. That's so good. So if anybody wants to know more about you, how's the best way for them to do that? So because a lot of what I'm recognizing in the women that I work with is that they are skipping that first step of changing the beliefs 
and they jump right into wanting to take action to make changes. I have a very simple uh, guide that sort of breaks down that first step into four pieces. Um, it explains what they are, gives a little explanation so that women can understand this is what I'm missing. And these are the pieces that go into that. Um, so that is simply just called um, how to overcome self-sabotage. And I can give you the link to download that. It's absolutely free. And then the other piece of that is probably my playground, my favorite place to hang out, which is my Facebook group. It is called Take Control of Your Body Image. Um, because like I was saying before, I do not coach women to force positivity. I think when a woman is um, struggling in a place of negative body image, shifting into positivity is like driving a car in reverse and then trying to put it in drive. You got to go to neutral first. So that's where I tend to hang out with my women, um, taking them to a place of neutral, learning how to take control of the thoughts they have so that they can get to work doing the things that they want to do. Love it. I will post the link to your Facebook group and to get that how to overcome self-sabotage guide in the show notes. Although none of us here have problems with self-sabotage. Everybody listening to the podcast, looking around like what me self-sabotage. I don't know. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's a, another beautiful piece of that is that this work never ends, right? Like I'm not here to tell any woman that she ever gets to the place where she's got it all figured out, I think. But the journey being from a place of enoughness and the purpose of her journey to, to constantly and daily be intentionally stepping into her enoughness, that is the point of this work. Yes, for sure. And I although, hope I never get there. <laughs> I, I was going to say, I mean, don't be discouraged by the fact that the work is ongoing, right? That doesn't mean necessarily like, you're just going to be spinning your wheels because I think you and I both agree. This is something we've talked about a lot. This is something that has challenged both of us. And although it is an ongoing process and some days are better than others, it's still a hell of a lot better than it used to be. Right. A hundred percent. Knowing how to get back to neutral happens faster, but the idea that the work never ends sort of plays into the idea that you're always worth working on. And when you get to one, when you turn one thought into a belief about yourself, then you go to the next one. Oh, that's amazing. I got to write that down. <laughs> you all got to write that down. All right, Jen, I could probably talk to you for another two hours, but I'm going to wrap this up and we will have you back on the show another time to chat some more. How's all that? Right. Thank you so much for having me. I love spending time with you. Absolutely. Thank you. Person. Thanks for listening to the Love Starts Here podcast. For more tips, tools, love and support, be sure to join the Love Starts Here Facebook group. To learn more about how you can work one-on-one -on -one with Melissa to take your love and life to the next level, visit www.lovestartsherecoach.com.